All right. Let's see. Let's talk about how to get motivated to lose weight. How do you do it? Because the truth is you don't know how to get motivated to lose weight, right? And so understanding uh, motivation in general is obviously important if you're going to get to the goal weight that you want to achieve, right? And I don't think people, how can people look at this and understand it if you have no idea about motivation, right? Um, and to, to set the stage, you know, typically how people uh, get motivated to lose weight is it happens spontaneously, you know, but the thing is, most people rely upon <clears throat> uh, pain-based motivation to lose weight. And so spontaneously, without any awareness of their own, they will, you know, see a picture of themselves, step on the scale, uh, the clothes don't fit, see their reflection, and they get real upset. And they say, I got to change this. I got to do something to make, make a difference here. Um, but the problem is that that's pain-based motivation. And so your brain is a pleasure-seeking mechanism, right? Your brain wants to experience pleasure. This is what's this is what's causing the weight problem in the first place, right? Is that it's really it's dopamine specifically. And um, when you think about anything in your life that feels good, uh, hugging your kids, eating a cookie, <laughs> uh, you know, getting a raise, you know, whatever whatever in your life makes you feel good, <clears throat> that feeling is dopamine being released into your brain. It's called a learning chemical. And so when we do things that feel good, our brain releases dopamine so that we remember to do it again, okay? And so that's what's driving your behavior, right? I mean, the challenge of losing weight is the challenge of being able to not choose the foods that we want to eat, right? And so that's how people try and approach weight loss. They try and restrict the pleasure. They say, these foods bring me pleasure, but I'm going to not eat them. And so the secret is of motivation for weight loss is to stop relying on pain-based motivation because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get yourself so upset about how you look and how you feel that you set, get to the point point say, I have got to do something, right? I'm so miserable. I feel so bad that I've got to do something to change this. And what happens is right off the bat, that's a weak form of motivation. Here, here's something to remember, right? Pain is great for making a decision but pleasure is good for carrying out that decision, okay? So it's like you can't just be miserable and hating the process of losing weight the whole time, which is what you're doing right now um, because your brain's not wired that way, right? You're motivated through pleasure. Now, people will say, you know, like um, pain's a bigger motivator than pleasure, and that is true in an acute case, like in a specific one-time example, absolutely. But what we're talking about here is ongoing, ongoing. And so you're not going to ongoingly feel deprived and feel like shit and not feel good and maintain that. It's very difficult, right? But that's what you're trying to do when you lose weight. You're approaching it as really like, again, you're using that pain and then you're expecting more pain on top of it. So everything you associate with weight loss is usually pain-based. Your motivation comes from the pain um, and you try and force yourself to keep doing painful things in order to finally get out of that pain. And unfortunately for most people, they never get out of the pain because they're never able to maintain long enough to finally get the results they want that get them out of the pain. And so you've got to take a step back and look at your situation and recognize that the primary issue you have right off the bat in terms of your weight is that you don't know how to motivate yourself effectively. You know, you just get these little blips, these little spontaneous blips of motivation that really only happen when you really get in a painful situation. And again, it's always the same things. It's the stepping on the scale. It's the seeing your picture. It's the clothes don't fit anymore. It's the seeing your reflection. And again, you get you get so upset about it. 
So again, I always find January 1st is a very interesting time for this. You're, you're seeing this, you're experiencing this right now, most likely, because it's the one time of year where everyone is supposed to get motivated to do it. And I think it really reveals and shows you that you have no idea how to motivate yourself, literally no motivation strategy um, to, to rely on, you know? And so, you know, typically, you know, people want to, to get really committed and lose the weight during the, the new year, but you have no, the motivation, most people can't even get started. <laughs> it's like they want to get started new year, new me, all the rest of it. And, um, you know, they can't even get past a couple of days. And that is because you have no motivation strategy. You don't even know what strategy for motivation is. You know, you just rely upon this spontaneous pain and then kind of jump into some plan and then fall out of it. So how do you create motivation? That's the big question. And so the first distinction you need to make is that to really get true motivation, I think you want to tap into pleasure, right? Because again, why do you want to eat the cookie? Why do you want to eat the ice cream? Whatever the food is that you're, you know, is causing you problems. Why do you want to eat it? It's because you think it's going to be pleasurable to eat it, right? <laughs> so it's again, that just shows you as much as you want to lose weight, that, that, pleasure, that, that desire for the pleasure of the food is the main thing kind of stopping you from getting the results you want. Okay. So I, I say that because you need to recognize just how powerful pleasure-based motivation is. That's the real secret. Because again, your whole brain is dedicated to seeking out pleasure. And so right off the bat, you want to articulate your weight loss process as one of pleasure. And so the way you do that is not very difficult, but people never do this because People tend to think with their weight loss that they there's something wrong and they think they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure out, well, what is wrong with me? How can I keep, I want to lose weight. How can I keep eating the wrong stuff? How come I can't do this? Why do I keep starting and then stopping? Why do I keep overeating? And those questions are actually fixated on the problem. You see, you keep asking yourself, what's wrong with me? You know, again, it's different flavors to that, but to boil it down, what's wrong with me? And so you are consistently focusing your subconscious mind um, which is a servo mechanism, right? Your, your subconscious mind is very computer-like. Like it just, it does what you ask it to do. And so if you keep asking the question, what's wrong with me? <laughs> your subconscious mind says this, 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 this. And um, eventually you get to the point where you ask the question so much, you actually just keep cycling through the same things. You know, and that's probably where you're at now too, where you say, well, what's wrong with me? And then you say, well, this happened to me when I was young and then this happened and I tried this and then, and you cycle through the same things, which just reinforces this self-image you have of yourself um, that, that keeps you stuck, you know, as well. And so the, the first step to really create the motivation is to allow yourself to go into a place where you can connect and imagine what it'll be like to not only like lose weight, like, like losing weight's not enough. You have to understand that. Your brain has no, no structures dedicated to, um, to, to, to wanting to lose weight, right? Because again, your brain's an evolutionary machine here, right? It's evolved over millions of years in a food scarce environment. And so all the brain structures you have are dedicated to getting you to eat more, right? This is why when you eat something with a lot of calories in it, your brain just starts releasing dopamine says, this is good. This is good. You know, we want more of this. And it starts tuning you to, to eat more calories, because that's through all of history, that's what we needed. That's what increased your survival. And so here you find yourself in a, in a environment where there's just abundance of food and your brain is still that evolutionary brain. And so, you know, you consciously know, oh, don't eat the cookies, right? But subconsciously, all those brain structures, you eat the cookies and you boop, 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 and all the dopamine starts flooding and all the feel good chemicals and the pleasure pathways light up. 
And so this is what you're dealing with, right? And so we need to understand that, first of all, and then we need to say, okay, well, how can I make losing weight be more pleasurable than the cookie? Right. That's the that's the real question. And that's how you start getting to a better. That's the first step to getting to a better form of motivation. And the way to quickly get there is to not even ask the question, you know, what's the pleasure out of it? But it's to imagine it. And that's where you have to take a leap of faith. And this is where a lot of people say that, that's enough, Jim. That, that's just a step too far. I am not just going to imagine that I'm at my goal weight and I'm feeling great. <laughs> I need to figure this out first and then I'll then I'll get there and then I'll experience it. And so a lot of people have this initial block of saying, well, I don't want to imagine it. I need to figure it out first. You'll see it. You can watch some of my videos, right? Especially like the ones like imagine yourself thin or a lot of the hypnosis ones are, they're all the same. I mean, they're, they're different, but they're basically the core of it is me bringing you immediately into a relaxing you first of all, you have to relax and then bringing you into a place where you can imagine what it would be like at your goal weight, you know? And when you do it, when you allow yourself to do it, what happens is, you say, holy shit, this feels great. <laughs> now you're saying, well, no kidding. It feels great to be, you know, my goal weight and all the rest of it. But you, when you think about your goal weight, what happens is you are thinking about it logically. You're consciously being like, oh, I could be my size and I'd be X amount of pounds, whatever. And it's a very disassociated theoretical kind of thing. Okay. It's kind of like the example, like if you, if I told you about a roller coaster, you thought about what it's like to be on a roller coaster. And I said, oh, this one's got a giant drop. And then you do a loop and da, da, da. so logically you understand what I'm saying right? But that's a whole different story than when you actually get on the roller coaster, right? So you need to make the distinction understanding that theoretical, conscious, logical understanding of things is completely different than subconscious, imaginative, or experiential experience. You know, they're two totally different things. And so if I say to you, well, the pleasure of, of being in your goal body, well, if you don't imagine it, you're just thinking about it logically and consciously, and that's a very weak form of experiencing it. Okay. So that's why that first step, I believe to really getting real motivation is to allow yourself to imagine what it'll feel like at your goal weight and to imagine it vividly so that it's not just like you imagine yourself at your goal weight. I never do like, Oh, you imagine you're, you're standing on skin. You look down, you see a number. Um, you put a size clothes on. That's a first starting point. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a bad place to start, but we want to go deeper into it. And so what I mean by that is that's why I'll usually so what I do in my, my, my program, Program Yourself Thin, we have the redo and rehearsal technique. And so both of those techniques, they're very simple, but there's a lot of stuff embedded into it that's very helpful. And one of them is that you keep connecting to your ideal self. And so when I say your ideal self, it's not just X amount of pounds. You understand? It is the ideal self you inside and out. Okay. That's, that's a key part because you're a different, it's not just about being X amount of pounds. It's about being the person who you want to be, whose weight is X amount of pounds, right? That's such an important distinction. And so you connect to who you want to be, how you think, how you feel, how you behave, you know, and then you bring yourself through a typical day as that version of you. And what you quickly realize, you say, holy shit, this feels really nice. I like this. Now, let me just quick interjection. So you say, ah, I can't just imagine myself. That's a goofy. What do you think every commercial is doing to you? Think about every food commercial you see. What they're doing is they're showing you they're because we all have mirror neurons, right? In our, in our, that's why we can watch sports and feel like we're playing the sports. We watch a horror movie and feel like we're in the movie, right? So we got these mirror neurons. So we watch something someone else is doing. We are experiencing it vicariously 
like literally have an experience of it. You watch that horror movie, you're just watching light on a screen, sound on a, you know, in your ears, but you're having the, you're tense, right? If you pay attention to it and you're watching movies or shows, you're tense, you know, cause you're imagining you're in that situation. That's what mirror neurons allow you to do. And so every ad you see food ad they're they're showing you the food and you're imagining eating it. Right. And, and you're getting an experience of it. And it's a very powerful experience because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between vivid imagination and reality. That is why when you watch horror movies, you have the experience that you're in that situation, you know, or we watch whatever you watch, you know, you're, you're, that's why you enjoy it because it's a way for you to imagine being in that scenario and it feels it's fun, you know? And so, um, this is the most powerful, in my opinion, right? I'm a hypnotist, so I guess I would say this, but this is the most powerful way to truly get yourself motivated. And you know, you do not do this. You do not do this. You, you're subconsciously wrapped up with being overweight and struggling with weight and being frustrated about it and not being happy with your body and not being happy with yourself and being upset. <laughs> you're obsessed with that and you don't realize it, but I promise you that's what you're subconsciously constantly programming into yourself and, and fixating on. Now you're logically saying you're logically trying to figure it out, right? You're like, so what's wrong with me? What can I do different? What can I do different? But you're constantly subconsciously fixated on you being overweight, struggling with your weight, struggling with food. Um, and so that first jump as a hypnotist that I get to do with people, let's, let's go. Who do you, well, how much do you want to weigh? What size clothes do you want to be? We always start with the outside stuff. Cause that's what most people have practiced. Okay. But then we very quickly move into how does that you in an ideal way, think, feel, how does it feel to be in your dream body? How does it feel to be at your goal weight? And all of a sudden, when you start doing that and you allow your imagination to really kind of tap into it. And by the way, you're letting your imagination do the, the hard work here. You're letting your subconscious mind do the hard work because you're saying, okay, I'm at my goal weight and um, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm healthy. I'm relaxed. I'm able to make good food choices, good lifestyle choices. And um, I'm going to imagine going through my day. And now you allow your imagination to kind of fill in the blanks. And then what happens is your imagination says, oh, look how easy it was to go up the stairs. Oh, look at that. I got on the floor and played with my grandkids. Oh, I, I went to the store and I got to try the clothes on and I felt good about it. You know, again, it's different for each person, right? But each person kind of puts different details in there. But what happens is now all of a sudden you're advertising to yourself your dream body. Listen, it works because every ad you see, right? Food advertising, food advertising is the second biggest advertisers on the planet. You know, so watch every single food ad. What they're doing is they're appealing to your imagination. They want you to imagine eating that food because imagining eating it is the second closest thing to actually eating it. And if you imagine enough times, and that's why ads just repeat over and over and over, right? And so if you imagine enough times eating that food, um, you know, you're going to start craving it. Okay. Just as if you'd eaten it, right? If you eat that food, you know what I mean? At some point, you're going to start craving that as well. So we want to use that same process that all the advertisers are using, um, but you want to do it on yourself and you want to start, again, take a different approach. It's a completely different approach because your approach so far to weight loss has been almost purely logical and rational, which sounds like a good idea, by the way, right? But we live in a society that overvalues logic and rationality <laughs> because what actually drives our behaviors is subconscious and your subconscious mind is not logical and rational, right? So you need to understand that if you have any chance of changing making a change in your life, any change really, but, but certainly weight loss. So what's happening is you have subconscious programming that is keeping you at the weight you're at. And think about this because let me make this point. You have tried as hard as you can to lose weight. You've done everything in your power to lose weight, right? Why hasn't it happened? 
what part of you keeps compelling you to do the wrong stuff? Think about this because you have no explanation for it. I know this, you know, that's why hypnosis is so valuable because it gives you some understanding of what the hell's going on. And so it's like, it's so frustrating for me because people have no idea why they're doing what they're doing. And what happens that that's, that sucks. But the worst part of that is that when people have no idea why they can't change as they start to take it on themselves, they say, well, there's something wrong with me. It's my genetics. It's my makeup. It's just who I am. I can't do it. And that is not true. The problem is you have no idea. You've never learned about actual weight mastery. So I always make that distinction that you don't want to lose weight. You want to master your weight. You know, that distinction's huge. The way you think about weight loss right now, by the way, speaking of hypnosis, is that you you're literally hypnotized when it comes to thinking about weight loss. You've been hypnotized by the diets. And so the way you think about diets is completely illogical and irrational. And that's how you know when you're in hypnosis, um, you know, so, so the, the definition of hypnosis, the simplest one is it's a bypass of the critical faculty. So when I want to hypnotize someone, I want to relax them and bypass their critical mind and speaks directly to their subconscious mind. That's what every ad's doing. Right. That's why you always get the best ads out of anyone is like Geico. Right. Cause what they do that they start the ad off and it's something like just, it's really funny a lot of the times, but it's a, it's what we call a pattern interrupt. And so it's just like, it's like you catches you off guard. And while you're off guard, they call it the attentional blink. Right. So as, as soon as you're off guard, they're putting a message in, you know, and that's a, that's a hypnotic process. And so when it comes to dieting and weight loss, you are in a hypnotic state and you keep thinking, because if you take a step back from how you think about weight loss and really look at it rationally, it makes almost no sense. You know what I mean? Because you approach weight loss unlike almost any other area of your life. And in spite of thinking about your weight, like obsessively, right? <laughs> I always ask people I'm working with in just conversations and say, well, how, how much of your day do you think you're spending thinking about your weight and food and all that? And it's a really big percentage for people a lot of times. And it's decades, decades of thinking about their weight, you know? And so all of that thought has not brought you a lick closer to making it happen. You, you know as little about how to lose weight right now as you did before you started your first diet, you know? And so that's an implication that you are in a hypnotic state. You're not using your logical, rational mind. Because the idea that weight loss, here's just some basic ones, right? That, you know, when people want to lose weight, a lot of times it's an all or nothing thing. Right. And so day one, they're going to cut 60% of their calories out and then just maintain that until they get to their goal weight. And okay, I, I can, I can give someone, you know what, Hey, the first time you want to try that and you think that's what you got to do, go ahead and do it. Right. But here's where it gets hypnotic in the sense that it's not rational is that how many times have you tried that now? How many times have you tried to cut all those calories down on day one and stick with it? And it hasn't worked, you know? And so for most people, I mean, you're at 10, 20, hundred, 200 times right? But what do you keep doing? You know, it's the only strategy you have. You know what I mean? Is to just cut all these calories down, just try and stick to it. And so it's this all or nothing mindset. Um, the dieting mindset is it's very short term. It's about how can I lose this weight really fast? Now, how does this happen? Right? Think about it. Um, it's because most of the time when people start a diet, they're in a hypnotic state right? You've stepped on that scale. You've seen the picture of yourself. You've seen your reflection. The clothes don't fit. And you're in a state of intense pain. When you're in extreme emotional states, it's a hypnotic state. You're not using your prefrontal cortex. You're not using your executive functioning, your logical, rational mind. You're very emotional. And so in that emotional state, you will choose these extreme diets, 
you know? And so you have to understand that you are kept in a perpetual state of hypnosis when it comes to your weight. And you keep making very emotional, illogical decisions about how to change it. And that's why you feel so stuck, you know, because it doesn't make any sense to just start perfectly. I always use the analogy of the piano playing, right? So it's like, if you want to learn the piano, the equivalent of it is like, if you want to learn the piano, you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start playing the piano. And I'm going to start practicing eight hours a day, right? Well, that's a physical thing. So you can clearly see like after the first day, my hands are, you know, all cramped up and naughty, you know? So it's like, that's what people are doing with the diets. They're just starting at a level that's way too extreme and you can't maintain it, you know? And here's the interesting part. And this is how you know you're hypnotized because you don't even have an alternative. What's the alternative way you have to lose weight other than diets, other than just starting on day one at, at perfect, you know? Because that's how you have been conditioned to think about it. And that's how you think about it. And so I'll, I'll give you a secret. The, the alternative way about it is that you start from where you're at and you improve about 10%. <laughs> oh God, but it'll take me forever to lose the weight then, right? That's what you're thinking. Because again, you're in a hypnotic state. The diets have hypnotized you to think about weight loss in a very, very specific way. I'll lay it out. Um, and I, may, I just made a video. You should watch it. It's the same stuff. But you think short term. And so when you think short term, you approach your weight loss as if it were a sprint. And when you approach it as a sprint, the second you make a mistake, you quit. You feel like you failed, right? Because if you're running a sprint and you trip, you, that's it. You lost the race, right? If you're running a marathon and you trip, you can still kind of make it up because it's a long thing, right? But people approach their weight loss with a very short term time frame. And they go right to, right to the perfection, right? And so this cut, again, the average Americans consume 2,700 calories a day. The diets, they're trying to raise this now, but but most diets that say, okay, start the diet tomorrow, Monday, 1,200 calories. Well, that's a 60% cut. That's, a, that's an enormous shift in your life. <laughs> Just cut 60% of your calories on day one. I mean, you know what I mean? It's so goofy, but you don't even think it's goofy because you're hypnotized when it comes to your weight. You're, you're not thinking clearly. You're literally literally in a perpetual state of hypnosis when it comes to your weight, where you think that you're going, because it makes no rational, logical sense. Just the facts alone, that you're going to cut 60% of your calories and you think you're just going to maintain it? Why? Why would you be able to maintain it next Monday when you haven't been able to do it 200 times before? And when you look at it rationally, you say, I'm just going to cut 60% of my calories on day one and just stick with that. Well, how? What about your energy levels? What about, and never mind just how you're going to do it, which is a horrible strategy too. Um, but this idea that you're just going to cut these 60% of calories out and just stick to that. Like, and, and it goes along. Because I always hear people say, well, I know what to do. I just got to do it. No, you don't know what to do. You've got a bunch of tactics. You know what I mean? Because the idea of like, oh, I'm just going to cut my calories 60%. That's a tactic. I'm just going to eat carbs. That's a tactic. I'm not going to eat any carbs. That's a tactic. You know, you have no like full strat strategic system you know, um, to make it happen. You have no strategy to deal with your mindset, no strategy to deal with your lifestyle and really crappy strategy to deal with your eating. Cause just cutting calories down by 60%. That's like the most, it's just goofy. That's like, again, it's me saying, oh, I'm gonna play the piano, play eight hours a day. Well, Jim, have you thought about what, how your hands are going to feel after the first day? Have you thought about your strategy for practice? You know, it's just, it's just this like irrational, illogical, you know, very emotional decision. And you got to stop doing that. If you really, if you want to change your weight, you've got to stop um, thinking about it like that. You know, what do they say? The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing or doing, doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? Is, is there anything more insane than how most people approach their weight loss? I mean, is there? Because <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And not only is it you that's, that's doing this strategy and getting those, those crappy results, but it's everyone around you. Who do you know has lost like a lot of weight for a long time? 
on a diet, you know, short of maybe Weight Watchers and Weight Watchers is kind of unique and it's less unique now, but, but back in the day, cause you had a group, you had a group and you had public accountability. You know what I mean? So those two factors are very helpful. Those are great strategies, you know, but even now they've moved to a more of an online thing. And so it, it's even, that's not the same, you know, but, um, other than even Weight Watchers, maybe the one, one exception, it's like, what, what diet do you know that someone, you know, someone who's lost the South beach diet, you know, someone's on the South beach diet or whatever diet, pick whatever one you want, who's lost weight and kept it off for two, three, four years. Do you? <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, at some point you got to take a step back. And when I say take a step back, what I'm saying, I always say this, that I'm a hypnotist, right? So I thought I was going to hypnotize people to lose weight. I have to de-hypnotize people to lose weight. And so when I say take a step back, what I'm saying is de-hypnotize yourself. Take a step back from how you typically lose weight. Put it in front of you, right? Because we experience reality kind of first person, just kind of going through it. And we rarely take a step back and get a different perspective on it. Um, but when you do, when you do get a different perspective on how you're trying to lose weight, I think very quickly it becomes apparent that what you're doing is not only ineffective, you already know that, but it's never going to work because it's a silly, um, superficial, inadequate approach to, to losing weight. I mean, again, what it boils down to this idea that someone's going to give you a meal plan and you're just going to follow it all of a sudden, like, like, where does that ability come from? You're just magically going to get it someday. You know, so if you think you just need a, a plan, you just need someone to tell you what to eat, you're totally missing the story because the problem is that you don't know what to do. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And so in order to get yourself to do it, you need effective mindset strategies, lifestyle strategies, and eating strategies. And I put eating on the top because eating is the last one, to be honest. I mean, I know everyone wants to start with eating. That's fine. But you need that foundation. Think of it like a house. You can't build a house from the roof down. You know, you need to build the roof from the bottom up. And so the foundation is your mindset, then the lifestyle, and then the eating, if you want to maintain it, you know, of course you can try and cut calories real quick and try and get fast results. And you may get fast results for a little while. Okay. You've got to start thinking that way. You can't just look for fast results because oftentimes the strategies that give you the fastest results and the strategies that give you the longest lasting results are completely different. That's been my experience. And so you've got to start reorienting yourself to long-term results. Right. And, um, and I'll show you how to do that in a second. I want to talk about motivation, but I want to answer a quick question. Um, someone says, yeah, there's so much distorted thinking to unpack with weight loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I could, I, <laughs> I used to say, I was like, I could spend all day talking about this. And now I've kind of reorganized my whole business so that I can't spend all day talking about this, um, on these live streams, you know? Uh, so, and, and I do, and I love it because <clears throat> my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And to me, um, weight loss isn't about looking better. I mean, that's a little bonus to it, but it's really about can, how long can you live and how great of a quality of life can you have while you're living it? You know, that's my focus. We're going to return to that in a second. I'll talk about motivation. Um, someone says, can you talk about courage? Um, you know, so that's kind of, that, that's a, I don't have enough context for where you want me to go with that question, but, um, you know, I, I I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a, an example of courage though. So I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to give you a specific context to this. Cause I just, I did a call a little while ago today and I was talking to my client and one of the things I wanted her to work on this week was calibrating her awareness of what she was eating. Okay. So if you're going to part of the eating strategies, right? So as I said, my, my program is really a three, th there's blueprints. I have, I have a, so my program, you use um, the program yourself then technique you, where you learn to hypnotize yourself to, to 
be an act in a way that makes you live at your goal weight. Um, but the, the core of it is the weight mastery blueprints. It's a 60 page workbook, you know, and these are what all the trainings go through you filling this out because you need to, you need to come up with a one of a kind plan for yourself because you're a unique person. You know, you're a one of a kind, um, what do they say? Like a snowflake, you know, but in a good way. I know they kind of demonize that word a little bit, but, but a good thing, right? Remember when we were growing up, the snowflake was a good thing, right? So, uh, you know, what we want to do is you want to recognize that you're a, a special one of a kind person, unique genetics, unique preferences, unique lifestyle. And so, uh, you can't just, you can't expect again, get out of that dieting hypnosis and recognize no one's going to just magically give you a plan. That, that works for you because you're your, your unique person, you know? So stop looking for the simple shortcut and someone said, Oh, here's the plan. Oh, great. Now I can lose the weight, right? Cut that shit out. It's not going to work. You have to start doing the work, start right now and start optimizing how you're eating. So it starts fitting who you are as a person. And so that you can have a plan that's custom made for you. So this is why people ask me, oh, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? What do you eat for dinner? And it's like, I don't really like sharing it because it's like, it's what I like to eat. It's what works for me. That's what you want me to say. Like, oh, I eat X. And you say, oh, I don't like that. Nah, that's not going to work for me. That, that's not even what I'm talking about. What I do is for me. Okay. You got to figure out what works for you. And you haven't done that yet, most likely, because you keep listening to other people because you think other people know more than you do. I don't believe that. I think you know more about yourself than anyone else. And I think you should create your own plan based on who you are in a, in a way that works for you. And so, yeah. It's not as easy because it's easier. Someone say, oh, here's the plan. Just follow it. Well, that's easy. Sure. But does it work? No. <laughs> and so with my plan, it's like you start it and you never stop. I'm always optimizing, tweaking my plan and it's mine. And so when I have a plan that's custom made to my preferences, my likes, my lifestyle, don't you think that's a little bit easier to follow? Well, of course it is. You know, did it take a little bit longer to create and took more work? Yeah, too. Sure. But now it's easy for me to follow because I like it. It's built for me you know, and you need to do the same thing. So when I do these blueprints, it's really, it's all built around you. And, um, so, so eating wise, let's get back to eating. So what I was saying to my client was, I said, this week here, I want you to pay attention. I want you to calibrate your serving sizes, right? So she's been doing, um, I get these questions. I'm going to stop those for a second. Um, so she's using Weight Watchers, Right. So, so my program's diet agnostic, right? You could use, do whatever you want, be a carnivore, be a vegetarian, be vegan, doesn't matter because my program's not about the specifics of what you're eating as much as it is the structures and the systems to get you to where you want to be weight wise based on your preferences and your lifestyle, like I said. So she's using Weight Watchers and she's counting the points and stuff, but that counting the points, and this is, a, listen to this because this is really important. Counting the points is great because it starts bringing awareness to what you're reading, okay? But if you're counting the points based on your intuitions of what a serving size is, and you've been overweight for 20 years, uh, you're going to be in trouble because your intuitions are all screwy, you know? If you're overweight and have been for a while, you just have to accept that your intuitions are not going to make you thin. And that's not a problem, but you have to recognize that. People always ask, oh, what do you think about intuitive eating? Well, I think it's great once you've trained your intuitions. <laughs> but I think if you've been overweight for 20 years, your intuitions cannot be trusted. You know, your body can't be trusted. I mean, if you've been overweight for a long time, you'll, um, you're leptin resistant. And so you've eaten enough food, but your body feels like it hasn't, you know, so you can't trust your body right now. You know, and that's just the truth. You can trust it eventually, perhaps, and maybe not even, you know? So, um, you know, I, I know these, these, these touchy feely people is I'm kind of one of them. I'm a woo -woo yoga instructor, Reiki person. Um, but you can't just trust your body right now. Your body's used to being to overeating. You know what I mean? <laughs> your body's used to being overweight. And so if you trust your body and do what it says, it's going to continue to make you overweight. So part of that, 
um, intuition that, that's making you overweight is what you think a serving size is. And I can almost guarantee you that what you think a serving size is, is inaccurate. So what you think a serving size is, is way smaller, right? So I'll give you a specific example that we talked about was like, um, so like dressing, right? So she has implemented salads into her life, right? She's eating salads. And so we said, okay, well, what's something you could do? And she goes, well, and I, I said, you know, how it started. She's talking about butter, butter and um, butter substitutes, you know, and whatever you think about any of that, you know, point wise, the butter was six times more points than the substitute. Okay. And so it, it's important to recognize that when you're looking, when you want to optimize your eating, you need to be able to clearly see what you're eating. And most of the time when you first start this process, what you think is a serving is oftentimes two, three, four, five servings. You, you, you understand that? So if you're really serious about your weight, one of the first things you got to do is you got to calibrate your serving estimations because they're probably wildly off. You know, most of ours are, and there, there's a lot of reasons for that. And very few of them are your own. Okay. But you got to recognize this. And so you got to calibrate it because if you think you're eating one serving, but in reality, you're eating four servings, that's going to, that's going to sabotage any of chance you have, you know, because that it's that sort of thing. And there's lots of examples of this, but we, this was a real specific one that you could see in terms of serving size. If you think you're eating one serving, you're actually eating four. What happens is you are literally blind. You can't even see what the problem is. And you start to create the narrative, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. It must be my genetics, must be my hormones, must be menopause, must be blah, 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 blah. And more often than not, it's the serving size. And you think it's one serving that's actually four. So I'm not a big fan of tracking and measuring. I, I don't like to do that. I'm lazy, okay? But I think you need to at least calibrate. And what that means is you spend a week measuring your food. Not all of it necessarily, but so for example, like it's a salad. So she's eating a salad. I said, this week here, I want you at least once measure what a serving of dressing would be. Okay, just so you know in your mind, were you close? Were you wildly off? You got to know that because you have got to assume if you've been struggling with your weight, you've just got to assume that your intuitions, your your estimations of serving sizes is wrong, you know, because you're you're missing just by nature. You're missing where a lot of the calories are coming from, and if you can't see where the calories are coming from, you can't fix it. You know, this is a big problem. This is a big challenge for a lot of people. So you've got to you've got to fix this. And so the easiest way to fix this, again, is to calibrate your food. Again, for a week, just measure stuff for a week just to get a sense of where you're at. And I almost guarantee you that you will find that you are underestimating um, what, you, what you were eating. You thought it was one serving, it was two, three, four servings, okay? Now, what I want to bring, so we're talking about courage. That's where we started with all this from. To do that, you need to have a lot of courage. And that's what I said. And so when you want to calibrate, well, okay, how much am I eating? You have to recognize that that's an emotional process. So what people want to do is they want to say, oh my God, um, I was I thought it was one serving that's four. Now let me cut it down to one serving. I suggest you don't do that. Now, again, in order to do it this way, you've got to expand your time frame because you are hypnotized diet hypnosis. You want to do everything instantly. You want to see, oh, I've been overestimating the diet. Let me cut it right down. You, you want to you become aware of it and then cut it right down. And it's too much. It's too much too soon for most people because the process of calibration is an emotional one, you know? And so you got to leave some energy for that. So I tell you, so the first step is let's just become aware of what you're doing. Don't worry about changing it. You know, eat the same amount of dressing this week. I don't care about that. I just want you to start to get an awareness of where you're at in terms of serving sizes. Are you accurate? Or are you not? Okay. 
And that takes a lot of emotion. So I said, I literally said to her, so you said the word courage, that's triggering me because I said to her, I said, listen, you're going to need to have a lot of courage. And I said, because most likely you're going to measure something and you realize, oh shit, I thought it was one serving and it's four servings because the next thought that comes is panic. And she said it, she goes, oh my God, I'm going to feel like I can't, I, I'm never going to be able to eat that little. You see what I mean? So you got to watch out for that because we don't want to just go, let's just say, for example, you thought it was one serving and it's four servings. So now you freak out. You say, Holy shit. How am I going to get down to one serving? That's, that's I'm going to starve to death. You see? So there's a strong negative emotional reaction, you see? And so we got to handle that and recognize, okay, listen, first of all, I'm proud of you. Good for you. You, you did that first step of gaining awareness. Now, you know, it's four. relax. It's okay. We're going to get, we're going to get you down to where you want to go. Um, but let's just do it one step at a time. And so then what you can do once you understand, you can see things clearly, right? It's kind of the elders Huxley. We want to clean the, cleanse the lens of your perceptions, you know, because your perceptions with food are all screwed up. It's not your fault. You're, you've been hypnotized since birth by the food companies and by the diets, which are actually the same thing, but um, they have hypnotized you to not see things accurately, not see things clearly. Um, you know, even when they wanted, you know, back in the day when they didn't have food labeling, those food companies fought against that. They did not want you to know what a serving size was. They didn't want you to know the calories, the, the nutrition info of it. Um, the sugar interest industry just recently, they they updated the, the labeling, you know, so now they'd show you how much added sugar was in and it was a whole separate line. They fought against that. I'm going to read it because I'm, I'm working on um, live stream wise to be able to show things while I'm I'm doing this. Um, but but I should show you that the, the sugar industry's uh, you know, press release about this. And you should see this because you know how you feel about the cigarette companies, right? Like you don't like cigarette companies, but the, this, the food companies, the sugar industry, they're the same thing. It's the same thing. They could care less about your health. You know, they just want to sell, um, they just want to sell their product. I don't, I don't, they don't want to hurt you necessarily, but they don't really care. You know, they're not going to let your health get in the way of their profits, you know? So, um, Anyway, so so that's just one example. They fought against the food label. They don't want you to clearly see what you're doing. You know, they didn't want all of a sudden, you know, it's like you go into a subway or whatever restaurant you go to, it shows the calories. They did not want that, you know? So um, th that's just one example of all the ways they don't want you to see what you're actually doing. They try and, you know, blur things up. So uh, anyway, so so that's courage, right? Is, is to actually look at what you're doing. But that's that in of itself is like one exercise that takes a lot of energy, mental and emotional. Because as you you know, it's like stepping on the scale, right? People, some people hate the scale, right? Because it's like, it's, it's just, it's coming face to face with reality. And that can be scary, you know, fair enough. Recognize what it is, is though. Um, and so, but, but yeah, to, to lose weight takes a lot of courage because it really is. I think one of the core aspects of losing weight is to really face a lot of your own fears, you know, because you have to understand losing weight in your subconscious mind is very emotional. And so, like I said, all of a sudden you realize, oh, I thought it was one serving, now it's four. Well, now all of a sudden there's almost like a panic response, you know? And so um, it's like stepping on the scale. Like, oh, God, I didn't know it was that high. And dealing with that reality, you know? Um, so it takes courage to do that. But if you have the courage to do that, you get through those things. You know what I mean? Like when you say, you know what? I just want to, I want to see things for what they are. I want to have the courage to see the truth. And then I'm going to deal with it. I got the ability to do that. I got the resources. I can do this. And um, when you start approaching things that way, it's uh, it's the first step, I think. You know what I mean? To, to really making a change. Um, someone says, I agree with everything you say, but I feel like I'm resistant to hypnosis, can't change my subconscious. Yeah, you are resistant to, I mean, you're not resistant to hypnosis. You're resistant to specific hypnosis. Um, 
but you say you can't change your subconscious. You can change your subconscious, but it, it does take work. You know, it takes, here's the thing to understand. You are, again, in that diet hypnosis mentality, you think the thing stopping you from losing weight is that you don't have the right information. You know, when the reality is that you've got all the information you need, the problem is you need to transform your subconscious mind. And what that takes is reinforcement. You really got to think about losing weight, like playing the piano or learning how to write, you know? And again, I always like the, the learning how to write one because you know how to write with your hand, right? You know how to write, but can you do it with the other hand? So what is knowing how to write then? Is it a, is it a logical and intellectual thing, right? Because you can explain writing, you could explain it, but you can't do it with the other hand because you haven't practiced it, you see? And so weight loss is much more like that. You think weight loss is just, oh, I just need to, I need information. I need a new diet plan. It's going to be the magic secret, you know? But the reality is you know enough about what you should do. You need to get yourself to be able to do it. And that takes reinforcement, takes practice, you know? No one thinks about losing weight and becoming a thin person as a practice process, which again is intentional because they want to keep you, the diet, the diets in the, in the food companies are the same thing, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz for a bunch of years. Um, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle, uh, Atkins Foods owned by the company that owned Onions, Pretzels and Cinnabon. You know, Th these companies are never going to own program yourself thin. <laughs> they're never going to want to trumpet my message out into the world because their, their sales would plummet. If you could, if you put my stuff out, out and all over the place, <laughs> like that'd be the worst thing in the world for those companies, you know, cause I don't even think of them as foods. They're fine to eat sometimes as in terms of entertainment. I think of those foods as like alcohol. I like alcohol occasionally moderation, a little bit here and there you know, not every day, not part of my normal life, you know? And so, um, these diets got you, they, they're not really, there trying to help you lose weight. They're trying to make you restrict calories for a little while, because they know that ultimately when you restrict calories for a little while, you go back to consuming more calories, you know? And so obviously the diets are strategically not very effective for helping you lose weight. Right. So what you got to do is you got to learn how to program your subconscious mind. That's my opinion, you know? Um, and is it easy? No, not in the sense that it, it, it's not instant and everyone just wants instant, right? And so it's like you want that magic meal plan that just changes absolutely everything, right? But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen that way. Uh, it's just like learning the piano. You can't learn the piano this week. You know what I mean? What you have to do is you have to start working on a practice routine. And once you have a practice routine, then you can learn the piano over months or years. You know, and it just takes practice. And so um, it's the same thing with your weight. So, you know, you're resistant to hypnosis, most likely because of the way you think about it. Everyone goes into hypnosis constantly. So, so let me explain hypnosis real fast. So you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Your conscious mind's logical, rational. It's the party that knows you should lose weight. But then you have a subconscious mind, which is not logical and rational. And that's the thing you need to understand. They run differently. They're, they're, they understand the world differently. Your subconscious mind is very associative. Remember Pavlov's dogs? And so your, your subconscious mind is very much like that, where you just associate things together. And so hypnosis really at its core, and I can see, because to be honest, stage hypnosis has kind of doomed a lot of, hypnosis to me is the most powerful psychology philosophy on the planet. I, I say that and I, I mean it because to me, it's like, how do you understand your mind? How do you explain? How do you explain that you want to lose weight so badly and you don't do the things to make it happen? What part of you is sabotaging all your success? Oh, the rebellious part. Well, what, what, what do you mean the rebellious part? What's that mean? You, you've got no explanation for it. I know it. And I, and I do. <laughs> and my explanation is that you have been, your, your subconscious mind is not logical and rational. It just runs the programs that you've installed into it. And it runs them very efficiently. Everything that you've learned how to do is in your subconscious mind. You can just do it. 
right? Tying your shoes. You learned how to do it. Now you can just do it forever. Don't even have to look. Reading, writing, using a computer mouse, riding a bike, driving a car, cutting with a knife. I mean, literally everything you do, you're set up to be on autopilot most of the time. You're not set up brain-wise to be consciously aware of every little thing you do. You know, you learn how to do something consciously, writing and reading. You learn practice, 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 practice. It goes in the subconscious mind. Now you just do it. You see, well, guess what? All of your eating behaviors, the same thing. You learned how to do them and now it's in your subconscious mind as programs. They just run on autopilot and you try to fight against them consciously, right? You try and use your willpower to try and fight against those subconscious programs and it doesn't work because your subconscious mind is way more powerful than your conscious mind. Okay. And so I would suggest that, and I get it because no one's really explaining hypnosis in a practical, useful way. I'm certified through the guild. I, I, I'm a literal certi certified master hypnotist. And I learn a lot of cool stuff, but it's, um, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think it's the best explanation. And so to be honest, I mean, my path, I really had to create my own path, you know? And so I've gotten certified in neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, yoga, Reiki as a strategic coach. Um, but I've, I've read literally over a thousand books. I read a book every week. I'm obsessed with this stuff and I've experimented with it. I've done over 5,000 weight loss hypnosis sessions. I've certified coaches in my program yourself that system. So it's like, I've been obsessed with this stuff, constantly thinking about it. So I've kind of blazed my own path. And so what I think you need to do is I think you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself, which is a fancy word because all, all we're saying with hypnosis is you are dealing with your subconscious mind. And so you can't logic think about it this way, right? If you had no subconscious mind, you would be like a robot, right? And like a smart robot, like you could think about things. And then like, imagine if you were like a robot and you could just program on what you're going to eat during the day. And then you just did it. Would you have a weight problem? No, <laughs> because it's not that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't follow it. But if you were a robot, you could just type it in and then just eat that way. No weight problem. It'd be easy. You just do it. But the problem is there's some part of you that, that you know what you should do and you want to do it, but there's some party that keeps causing you to do the wrong thing. <laughs> what the hell? What's going on? Well, it's your subconscious mind. And it's not trying to make you feel bad. It's trying to make you feel good because you have learned in your life, oh, eating sugar makes me feel good. Oh, when I eat cake, I used to have cake when I had birthday parties and I was the center of attention. I felt loved and everything was great. And now it's 40 years later and you feel lonely at night. I'm gonna have a piece of cake because it makes me feel loved. That doesn't make any logical sense. What do you think's driving your behavior? <laughs> Why are you eating these foods? You, you wanna lose weight so bad. Why are you eating them? How do you explain it? I think it's your subconscious program. I think you associate all sorts of good stuff to eating the food and pain to not eating the food. And as long as you're wired up that way, it's going to be real hard, you know, for, for you to change it. So, um, yeah, you're resistant to hypnosis mostly because you're thinking of it as someone else hypnotizing you and putting you into a, you know, a, a vulnerable state, you know? And so it's important to understand that, that hypnosis is much more like visualization. I think is a better it's it's different than that, but it's more like that. And so you're just relaxing yourself, putting yourself into a calm, neutral state, physically, mentally, emotionally. That's a neutral state. And then we're imagining how you want to be. You know, you're using your imagination. So it's actually, so I said visualization, but maybe a better description. It's like when you're watching TV, you know, when you're watching TV or a movie and you're just sitting there and you're just chilling out and it's like, you're just, what are you doing? You're imagining, you know what I mean? You're kind of vicariously living the the show or you're watching it. And so you're, you're sitting about, you're relaxed physically and you're just watching, but you're having these inner experiences that are like what the characters are having in the show. And so you're experiencing that. So it's very much like that, but you're doing it in an intentional way where you're connecting to who you ideally want to be, how you want to think, how you want to feel and how you want to behave. And you're programming that in, you know, and you got to, I think you have to start that way because 
it's like a lot of people want to just go, they want to have the experiences and then have that influencer subconscious mind. Um, but I have not seen people be able to stack together enough positive experiences usually to change their subconscious mind. So I think you need to use the the good experiences, the good, I'm eating better now and there's real action. So that's good. That influences your subconscious mind. But then I think the, the part that's just as important is the using your imagination in programming your subconscious mind intentionally. And that's what self-hypnosis is all about. And that's what I do. Because again, when I first started, it was all about me hypnotizing someone. And I quickly found out that's not effective. It, it works sometimes, but not enough of the time. And so through trial and error of just years and thousands of clients, you start to realize what the real secret is, is when someone learns how to program their own subconscious mind. And it's an easy process. It, it's not like it's a hard thing. It's simple. I mean, the technique I teach, it's a combo of two techniques, a read and rehearsal technique, but it's, um, you know, it takes, I don't know, a minute or two. You know what I mean? It's so simple. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's like watching TV, but the TV show you're watching is, is you. It's, you know what I mean? It's the, it's the story of awesome you. You know what I mean? And so it gets addictive. It's fun to watch that show and you start liking it and doing it and you become that person. So it's a different way of creating change, but I think it's a way more effective um, way to create the change. Um, let me see here. I want to get to these questions. I'm going to answer these quick. I'm going to go. I talk too much sometimes. I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to do it. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, what costs am I do about that? I don't know what that means. Oh, what can I do about that? Um, oh, yeah. About, about programming your mind. I just answered that one. Why do you think some people take action and others stay stuck? Lack motivation or lack education? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a combination. I think people lack motivation because they lack education. I think most people have no clue how to motivate themselves. And, uh, you know, it, it's like, that. so, so what I say, right. So in my program, the blueprints, right. The very first blueprint we do. So it's mindset, then lifestyle, then eating. We start with mindset. And the very first mindset blueprint is your motivation, you know? And so specifically I take you through what I call the motivation matrix. And so the first level is how to use pain and pleasure because that's what's driving you. And then we go into intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And once you understand intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, it's, it's like, holy cow, because it's like a scientific understanding of motivation, you know? And so it's a relatively new concept, you know? Um, psychology is one of the, the areas that there hasn't been a lot of science in. It's been a lot of theory, right? We were living, you know, it, it's like, you know, this is why I don't even, even the education system sometimes, but a hundred years we're living, you know, everything's based psychology on Freudian psychology, which is just a theory of one guy never tested, you know? And so we're, we're finally getting to a place where we start testing scientifically psychology theories. All right. And so I think that there's a lack of education about how to motivate yourself. That's what I started this whole uh, call about is that people don't know how to motivate themselves. You have literally no idea to motivate yourself. And so it leads you to a place where you get very superstitious, you know, because you have no idea how to motivate yourself. That's again, what's what January one just points that out. Cause you're supposed to get motivated to change, but you find that you, you, you don't know how you want to change. You want new year, new me, you want to do it, but you just don't. You want next Monday to be the day. Okay, that, that's it. But then it's not, you know? And, and again, that's because you, you never learned how to do that. And so again, that's why I start that. Again, I mean, that that part, that blueprint alone is probably, I don't know, maybe like 10 pages. It, it's the it's the core of the whole program. I always call it, the, it's the engine of the car. The engine of the entire process. Your whole weight journey is really driven and powered by your motivation. And the truth is right now, you have no idea. You have no idea how to motivate yourself at all. And so you just have to rely on spontaneous motivation that comes from the pain, you know? Um, 
or, or self-sabotage behaviors are ingrained so deeply and subconscious. It's a bit of both. You know what I mean? Like, but when you're motivated enough, it's, it's like, so, so playing the piano and this is a little different because playing the piano is a lack of programming, you know, if you've never done it, but, um, it starts with the motivation when the motivation is really strong. Um, what that does is it creates the, the desire and the, the motivation to want to stick with it. You know, and that's something people with weight loss don't think about either because you think of it as an all or nothing process. You know, you don't think of it as this never ending process that you're going to always optimize and tweak. You haven't been taught to think of it that way and you don't. And so, um, you know, yeah, you do have deeply ingrained uh, sabotaging behaviors in your subconscious mind. And um, I, I'm still dealing with them. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's crazy. I've been on my own path here for 30 years and I find it, this is, this is what drives me though. It's like, it's like, the improvements I experience, it's like, I never would have imagined were possible. You know what I mean? Like, cause again, when you change, think about it this way, that, that there's initially you, you reduce the calories. You got to create a caloric deficit to lose weight. Okay. But then you start changing your lifestyle up. And when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about, um, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, and gratitude. And so when you build those into your lifestyle, and you start having those in your lifestyle for longer, longer periods of time, what ends up happening is you start changing your whole body. I mean, your, your biochemistry changes, the, the insulin resistance changes, uh, your cortisol levels change, your hormone levels change, all things start being impacted in a positive way from that lifestyle. And then what happens is that you create the caloric deficit and you create that lifestyle and you maintain it for months and years, you start getting epigenetic changes, you know, so you're not just born with the genetics you're born with. You're born with the genetics and then you express them differently based on your lifestyle and your environment and what you do. And so there becomes this long-term effect, which is the most exciting one to me, where you start living as this different version of yourself. And the longer you do it, the more profound the changes become, you know, and you really start changing at like a cellular level, you know, and that's the part that's exciting. It's like, whoa, how much change can I experience? How, how, how great can I feel? you know, and it becomes really exciting, which gets back to the original thing I was saying that real motivation is based around pleasure, you know? And so my motivation to want to not just live at this weight, but to live this lifestyle, to eat this way, it's really about like, how good can I feel? How clear can I feel? Um, how balanced can my moods be? How calm can I be? How patient can I be? You know, it's, it's those things that really drive me more than just like wanting to be a certain weight. Um, what do you think of intermittent fasting? I like intermittent fasting. Um, I think it's great. I think it's, it's one tactic though. I just want to be clear about that. I, when I, I intermittent fast, but I never, I never thought of it that way. So my biggest, uh, my biggest, um, bad habit when I first started losing weight was eating at night, you know? And so I worked on that. And so eventually I, I got around to not eating at night. I'd stop eating around six, seven o'clock at night and I wouldn't eat until the next day, seven, eight o'clock. And so you know, technically that's intermittent fasting. And so I think it's super and it's great. I don't think it's just, I don't think if all I did was that I would be able to control my weight. So I like intermittent fasting. It's a tactic that's part of my overall strategy. All right. And so I'll make that clear. Cause I think again, part of that dieting hypnosis that people are caught in is this idea of like, there's one tactic that's going to change everything. You know, there's a great book called factfulness. And he talks about that, like the one thing instinct, right? So your brain, the main organizing principle of your brain is that it wants to conserve energy. And so a lot of these diets, um, are built around the idea that it's a simple concept. And so a keto is probably one of the best examples of this, right? Cause it's like, okay, just cut the carbs out. Right. <laughs> it's like, so conceptually, that's the easiest concept. And I, I I could do that. I could just one, just cut carbs out. Cool. I could do that in reality. Right. It's like, well, you know what I mean? Like, like that's a harder thing to do. And so, but 
people like the idea that there's one thing I have to do, right? Because it seems simpler, you know? And so you want to be careful of that because I think what you really want is a strategy, an overall holistic strategy. That's the real um, solution to the problem. And so, but intermittent fasting, I'm a fan of, um, I don't, I'm not a fan of just intermittent. I lost weight for intermittent fasting, you know, like it's like, you know, when people get my program, right. It's not like, Oh, I've been, I mastered my way through hypnosis. Like, like that, that's, that's not it. I mean, again, there, there's a mindset piece, you know what I mean? That there's a lifestyle piece and there's the eating piece and there's lots and lots of tactics within it. And so it's an overall strategy has lots and lots of parts. So if you say, well, how do you, how do you maintain your weight? I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's so many different things, but that makes it easier. You know me? It's not just one thing. And so anyways, uh, I see what you mean. It's both intellectual and self empowerment. Yep, exactly. Uh, such great information. Thank you. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Thank you. You're welcome. Change resistance is resilience. <laughs> I reframe. Yep. What do you think of intermittent fasting again? Yep. I like it. I would love to be hypnotized to help with many aspects. Yeah. Again, you know, and I've moved to the point in my life where it's like, I, like I can't hip, I, cause you can hypnotize people, right? So there's a, a percentage of people that are very suggestible and they're the, as a hypnotist, they're the most fun ones to hypnotize. Problem is they're super suggestible and people don't live in a vacuum. So they get hypnotized by me and then they go into the world and they're hypnotized by the world, you know? So again, where I'm at now is like, I teach people how to hypnotize themselves. And so that's the best description of my program is that you learn how to hypnotize yourself um, but it's not just the hypnosis. I mean, it's a whole system, but you use the hypnosis, the self-hypnosis. Specifically, I call it self-hypnotic programming, where you put yourself into a self-hypnotic state and you program your subconscious mind. And once you understand how to do that, um, that's the real secret because, you know, it's not just about programming your mind. It's also about recognizing the other bullshit program that's coming at you and being able to recognize it and defend yourself from it. That's, that's as important almost as putting the good stuff into your brain. And so what I teach people is really like how to program their own mind because you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you are constantly up in your head, your internal dialogue, right? You're constantly talking to yourself and that voice talking to you oftentimes is a very negative voice that's kind of giving you crappy results. And so that's really like one of the key things that I teach is this internal dialogue, changing it into a more positive, supportive one. And you got to do that because I mean, geez, even my program, oh, there's tons of hypnosis, but I can't be there all the time, you know? So it's like, I'm there to be like, uh, you know, a, a role model to, to kind of support you. But ultimately what's going to dictate your weight, no matter what is going to be that internal voice you got. The problem is right now that internal voice is probably very negative and it's wrapped up in the problem and it's keeping you overweight, you know? So more than anything else that you need to change in order to live as a thin person is the voice inside your head more than anything else, in my opinion. And, and you need to do that, all right? So, so no one else can just hypnotize you because the, anyone else hypnotizing you is just gonna be short-lived. I don't care how good a hypnotist they are, you know? It's almost always gonna be this short-lived thing, you know? And so you gotta learn how to do it yourself because it's a never-ending process. Um, what does hypnosis look like in your program? Yeah, so I have kind of two aspects of hypnosis in my program, the way I use it. So the first one is I always, the, the cornerstone of it, the, the first thing I teach people is the program yourself thin technique which is a one to two minute technique. And it's technically two, it's a redo and rehearsal technique. And there's just so much stuff embedded into it, but you don't even need to know about that. You just need to know how to do it. And it's very simple and it's fun and it's easy to do. And that is the cornerstone of how you program yourself to be thin, you know, like literally. And it's it's super powerful and it just, it's eye-opening, you know, because A, it points out just how, you know, we learn through contrast, okay? And you don't even realize just how negative your internal voices, most likely. 
Um, and it's just, it's literally programming you to overeat, to feel bad, to be overweight, anything you're not happy with. A primary part is this internal voice, you know? And so, um, you know, it's funny, like I'll give you an example of this. All right. So I won't say which family member it was, but I was around a family member the other night and, um, like, like food and weight come up, you know, I usually avoid those conversations with the family, but the, the person comes in and go, listen, life's too short. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live a miserable life just to lose a couple pounds. Okay. And so it's like, for example, that's a hypnotic suggestion. Now I used to believe stuff like that. Okay. Now I'll give you an example. My father was the greatest dude on the planet. You know, he died of a heart attack at 54. Okay. And, um, what he was known as, like, he was a really hard worker and it's like, he was known though, as an eater, you know, my mom will still say, Oh, he was an eater. You know, it's like, I don't think of that as a positive thing, you know, cause I was nine years old and I knew that, you know, his lifestyle wasn't healthy and his like his eating, he was overweight, um, probably obese technically. And, uh, I knew when he died, I was like, I'm not going on that path. You know what I mean? Like I, I was upset about it. So it's like to hear like people fondly talk about how he's an eater always pissed me off. Um, however, okay, so, so the point is that you have got all these like, hypnotic suggestions in your head and they can be from people that love you, that you love. But this idea, like, I'm not going to eat, life's too short. I'm not going to give up, you know, all the pleasure of that. And it's like, if you believe that suggestion, if you're saying that to yourself, well, guess what? It's gonna be hard to eat right. You see what I mean? But there's, there's hundreds, thousands of those things you're saying, and you now have a complete system, hypnotic system within your own head that is maintaining the weight you live at. Okay. And, and it's complete in a way you can't even imagine, you know, but this is what I try to say to you. The biggest shift you're making is, is what I try to help with people is, is create a paradigm shift you know, so that you're not, you, you, cause here's the mistake you're making. This is what I learned. So how did I lose the weight? I learned neurolinguistic programming, which is the science of modeling. And I began interviewing people that had lost weight and kept it off. And I quickly found that they thought completely different. I always tell this story that the guy who taught me the most about diets and weight loss growing up was a 400 pound comedian who was a friend of the family. This guy was on a different diet every week. He knew every single thing about diets, but he couldn't do any of them. And so growing up, I had all these people their ideas about weight loss, I, I made a video on this, right? They thought like dieters, right? And so I was thinking like a dieter. And when I began speaking to these people that lost weight and kept it off very quickly, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> they think completely different in, in a completely different paradigm. They were living in a literal different world, you know? And so you can't, this is another mistake. This is a diet mentality, the hypnosis you're in is you think you're going to stay the same and then just magically just find some magic plan, just start following it. And everything's going to be the same, but you're just going to eat different and look different. And, and that's not it for you to really achieve the goal you want. It's a process of transformation an inside out process of transformation into being the person you want to be. And so you're way underestimating what it takes, you know, but at the same time, you're keeping yourself stuck because you think you're just always looking for shortcuts. You're always looking for little band-aids. It's not enough. And so, yeah, it takes more work, but at least once you do the work, you can see where you're going. It makes sense. Right now, it makes no sense. And you have no control over any of it. You just you just are hoping and wishing spontaneously some Monday you're just going to start eating better. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much your weight plan. Be honest. You know what I mean? If you're not actively doing it right now, you're just hoping and wishing some Monday you're just going to wake up and just magically start eating or you're magically going to find some meal plan that's like makes all the weight lose. And it's like, it's not, unfortunately. Um, and so just start, you know, seeing it for what it is and kind of making the transformation. So the hypnosis, again, that self-hypnosis is the most important piece. But then the other side of the hypnosis in my program is, a lot of hypnosis support. And so what that looks like is um, in my program, it's eight weeks, eight weeks, right? So almost 60 days, every single morning through your phone, right? Because my phone, I, I 
uh, send it to you through the app as well as it's an online membership area too, but you get it right on your phone. So it's instantly integrated right into your life because your, your phone's right part of your life. And so every morning when you wake up, there's a little, a, a new lesson, right? It's not a lesson, it's a new session. It's a five minute hypnosis session and it puts a new bunch of positive stuff in your head. And you listen to that in the first 30 minutes of being up, you know? So you start every day for the next eight weeks with this positive programming, you know? And then every night when you go to bed each week, you get a, a 10 minute session and you can either listen to it as you fall asleep and there's no count out or you listen to it in the evening and then there's a count out, you know? But so we're talking about like, like I call it like a hypnotic cocoon and it's like, it wraps you up in all this positive programming. Because if you think about it now, you've got no positive programming, right? The, the positive program you think is positive isn't even positive, right? All that diet stuff is, is terrible. You know, it's just, it's bad in a million different ways, you know, um, and it, it's not good. It's not helping you, even though it thinks it is. And that's the worst stuff is the big lie where we think the thing that's going to help us is actually the thing that's hurting us most. And that's the diets. That, that mentality of a diet, I can't think of anything that would keep you more stuck being overweight than a diet mentality, literally, you know, um, because you think that's what it is. And so you stay, because you, what other way are going to lose weight? I always ask people, this, well, if you're not going to diet, how are you going to lose weight? I'm going to change my lifestyle. How are you going to do that? I need to change my mindset. Great. How are you going to do that? What do you mean you're going to change your mindset? And you don't know, you know, I always say this to people that the, I'm not, um, building myself up here, but I'm just like, like, to be honest and, and write this in the chat. If you know what, say you wanted to lose weight and you knew you had to change your mindset. You knew like, like the mindset piece of your weight loss, the lifestyle, holistic approach to weight loss is what you needed. Who are you going to learn from? Who's out there? But let me know. I'm, I'm actually asking you this question. Please write it in the, in the chat there. I want to know who would you learn from if you wanted to learn kind of a holistic mindset-based approach to master your weight? You know, help me out here. I got to know. And so that's the hypnosis, my program. And then there's a hypnosis library with over, you know, 25 sessions, a hypnotic lap band session, craving crusher, um, just, just 30 minute, you know, deep programming sessions, hour long deep programming sessions about emotionally, all of it. And all that hypnosis, it programs you to think, act and respond differently. You begin acting differently in a natural way. That's a cool thing. Um, someone says, oh, I missed the coaching call yesterday. Will you be doing it again? Oh, so you're in the program. If you're saying that you're in the program and we're doing it today, we're going to do it in about 10 minutes here. I'm going to hop on that call. So yeah, get on there. Um, I can't stop binging. I don't want to become fat again, but I can't stop. Um, oh boy. I'd love to get into that one. If you're still on here, you know, uh, you know, here's something I am going to be doing and I can't do it right now, but, but in my, in my bio, you can, uh, on TikTok, you can email me. And if you're not on there, you can Jim at program yourself, but if you're ever struggling with something and you're willing to let me coach you so that we can do it on video and I can use it publicly, so I know that's a certain person and I promise you we can do it privately. If there's anything personal comes out, you want to cut out, I'll, I'll cut it out. No problem with that. But that's one of the things I really want to do this year. I want you to see me coaching someone because letting, seeing that happen real time is just very enlightening. People like it. It's very compelling um, because it's in a way you have never imagined. I promise you you know, the way that I'm approaching this and be really helpful. So if you, I, I'm not going to answer the binging stuff now, because it's going to, that would take a, a while to answer. And I like to know the specifics, you know, because um, that helps me. And so I don't want to just talk in generalities about binging right now. So, but if you're serious and you really, I'll coach you literally for free, we'll, we'll do it. Um, but you'll let me record it and you'll let me put it up. If you're into that, shoot me an email and we will um, get together. Is it been fast and good? Yep. Uh, people like that question. Yeah, I, it is. Uh, let's see. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
Oh yeah, the neuroplasticity factor. Yep. Is this similar to speaking positive affirmations to oneself? Yeah, I would say so. It's similar to speaking positive affirmations, but positive affirmations are not enough. It's a superficial, I almost call it like a superficial hypnosis, which makes it worse because anything hypnosis doesn't work. Because affirmations happen and you don't believe them, right? So I'm beautiful, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, right? I'm great, right? I'm a beautiful person, right? Right? And you don't believe it, you know what I mean? And so it's incongruent. You're saying one thing consciously and you're not accepting that subconsciously at all. That's bullshit. That's not true. And you get mad. Right? That's why affirmations tend to not work for people. So the hypnosis is really about, it's a much more honest and congruent feeling. And so it is kind of affirmational sort of, but the experience of it is much more congruent and real. It feels real. It doesn't feel like you're trying to bullshit yourself. <laughs> and that's how most times people feel with the affirmations. Um, would you share a couple of the best self-development science-based books you've read? Uh, yeah, I love um, How Not to Diet was a nutrition book. I, I love I love um, Dr. Greger there. I, I think that's a great book. Um, personal development books, science-based books. I'm a big fan of, I'm blank, I've been talking so long, my mind's kind of shot here. Um, why can't I think of his name? David, nah, I'll have to get back to it. I can't even think, I can't shift gears like this and think about what books I read. Um, oh, you changed your background. I love the old one, right? I love it too. It's um, it's because I live stream these now to YouTube, by the way. So if you can't watch this or you want to watch it later, um, it's on YouTube as well. So I had to, yeah, I love the background as well, the, the picture. Uh, you make so much sense. I can't tell you how happy I am whenever I find that you're on live. Oh, that's awesome, Katie. Yeah, get on the, the coaching session too, because then we'll be able to talk, um, do one on one. Um, I'm sorry you lost your father so young. Yeah, it, it was really hard, you know. However, again, and I'm not happy it happened, but you, you know, you make the best out of life, and that's probably why I'm here, you know. So again, that's why my mission is to help as many people live at their goal as possible because. You know, I, I think about this as life and death. You know, I want you all to be here for the people that love you. You know what I mean? I want you to have the longest life possible with the best quality of life that you can have. That That's what it means to me. And so uh, that's what I want for you. Um, how much is the 60 days? Okay, so you can't, if you want to get information on the program, I put up hurdles. Okay, this is why. Because I, I started this whole uh, call off is that most people's motivation is based around that spontaneous pain. Step on the scale, seeing your picture, seeing reflection, clothes don't fit. You get so upset. I got to do something. I don't care what I got to do. And then you, you, you maybe you start a program with that motivation. Maybe you don't, but it doesn't last. I don't want those people in my program. It, it's I don't like working with people that are just uh, I got to do something. And then the next day, I don't care, whatever. So for to work with me, there's, there's hurdles. And so the first hurdle is you have to go into the description and click on the link, the three steps to master your weight. And you got to watch that training. It's a half hour. <laughs> and so if you're even serious about your weight, which you're probably not, don't take this, don't take this the wrong way, but you're probably not that serious about losing weight. I always make this distinction, you know, that you wish you would lose weight that like, that's a level 10, 10 out of 10, but you're actually, your want to lose weight. Like how much you're actually committed to actually doing something about it is probably like around a two, three out of 10, you know? And so that's why I put barriers up. You can't just go to a page and buy the program. You've got to actually take some action. And I have a, I have a quote that I use a lot that, uh, you know, action is rewarded. And so if you watch the training, you know, you get through it, then you will learn about the program. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't talk about it because you can't buy it right now. And if I told you the price, then you would just make a decision on it, not knowing anything about what the program is, right? So how can you make a decision about how much value you're getting if you don't even know what the program is? And to be honest, uh, again, it's not, the, the program's probably not even for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't say that to sound like an asshole. I say it because most people don't really want to lose weight. They, they wish they would lose weight, you know, and until some magic pill comes out, you know what I mean? 
you're probably not gonna lose weight, you know? And so again, I don't say that to, to be a jerk. I just say it to kind of point out the, the, um, the truth of the matter, you know? And so if you can click on that link, put your name and email in, and again, I always joke about this, that, that, uh, it, that's not enough because 50% of the people, they stop there. Cause so you go to the, you got to click the link, then you got to put your name and email in, and then you're brought to the page where the training is, but then you got to push the play button. <laughs> and it turns out that that push in the play button is the, is the point where most people fall off. And so you got to push that play button and watch the training. Uh, and then you'll see everything that the program is and what it costs and all that stuff. And so it's only, I only even offer the program to people that can get that far. And, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, you know, unfortunately, I wish everyone would just do it and was really motivated to do it. Um, but most people aren't. And so again, there's barriers there. And so you don't get to know the price. You don't get to know the program, uh, until, you know, you take some action and actually follow through on something, <laughs> but don't take that the wrong way. Don't, don't take that like I'm being obnoxious, you know, cause it's true though. Right. Cause how much do you want to lose weight? You know, I always like to say you weigh what you want, literally, literally, technically you weigh what you want to weigh and your want is probably pretty low. You know, you probably, if you've lived overweight for 10 years, you've habituated to that weight. You know what I mean? You, you, you've accepted it to a certain degree. You don't like it, but that's part of the whole package. You kind of accept who you are. You got your self-deprecating jokes. You got your explanations and your rationales and your reasons and all the rest of it. It's, it's your program. It's your, it's your identity, all this stuff. And so, you know, to change your weight is a, it's a big process. You know, that's another dieting hypnosis thing that all you need is some magical meal plan. You know, I promise you that's the. That, that's not even a, a thousandth of it. <laughs> the meal plan is the tiniest part of it. And so, um, you know, yeah, changing your weight, living as a thin person, uh, living healthy, changing your lifestyle, how you think, how you feel, it's a lot of work. And so, uh, you know, there's no quick shortcuts. And so, you know, and I don't blame you for looking for shortcuts. That's all you've been conditioned to do, you know, but you got to snap out of that if you want any chance of actually changing it. Um, I've never seen anyone, I've never seen them just like find some shortcut to change their weight forever. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of people that lost weight and kept it off. I've never found someone that just like found some shortcut, like, oh, I just started doing this one day and it just all came up, you know? And so we keep, they, the diets are always telling you that story. They're always telling you that you, it's easy. Just follow this plan. You'll go from this to this before and after picture, you know? And so they got you conditioned to way underestimate what it takes to lose weight. I'll give you a better example. Wanting to lose weight should be taken upon like, the decision to go to college or get like a, a certificate in some training. Or if you were going to like, again, the piano, I said the piano in language, it's like that, but people don't even commit to those things either, you know, but college you commit to, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to apply. And then you invest all that money in and then you say, okay, I'm going to do this. That's the, that's the attitude you need to have. I think if you're going to succeed. And so I think of my program is kind of like a consolidated college course. You know, it's a lot of work, you know, um, to, to learn how to do it. You know, it doesn't take a ton of time. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not, to me, it's not like working out in the gym all the time, but uh, yeah, it takes a lot of effort, you know, to actually get through the program and do it, show up, do the work, you know? And the truth is that vast majority of people never do that, you know? So yeah. So, so you gotta take some effort and do some action to actually get in it. So um, cool. Yeah. Rosa, I see you on there. I think it's Rosa, Rosa on socials. So your name's probably Rosa. And if it is, I will see you in about two minutes on the coaching call in the office hours. All right. Which I look forward to, uh, if you get on there, um, yeah, we'll be able to go one-on-one. -on -one. That's the cool part. All right. And we'll be on video, Zoom. All right. Cool. All right, everyone. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.